We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Doctor, look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, it's everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew. It's Dr. Homebrew, everybody. Calm down. Everyone can relax. Everyone calm down. It's only Dr. Homebrew. Your family beer physician. Oh, it's God fine. Relax. Everything's okay. Everything's, yeah. everything's fine. We're here now. We're going to drink your beer, and we're going to tell you how good it was. You and take then, your vital signs, too, which might not like that as much. It's true. Well, or you might. You never know. And uh, that's how it works here. We have two beers for you today. One is a California... No, Kentucky Common. Kentucky Common. Um, which I don't really necessarily want to go into that guidelines yet. Uh, and then the other one is another Bell's Two-Hearted Clone. Oddly enough, we just had one a couple of months ago. Yeah. What? What? We did a show yeah. with the Bell's Clone. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not often you, you get this trend of... Of clone beers. Let me drink this tasty water first. Though. But this is Bell's official. So, as you will recall from a couple of few shows ago, we were at HomebrewCon and Bell's was there with us, hanging out. Like, That's right. The, like the founders, not like me, the, but the big, big weeks, the hunt. That was really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible was, with that names. Was a super so fun yeah, show. But, John Mallet. Uh, yeah. John. John and then yeah, it was really a, fun a to finally his... meet John. Mav. read so much. I read his book. Uh, didn't he write the book on malt? I don't know. I swear he wrote the Brewers Association malt book. Brian's going to look it up. He's such a nice guy. And just the Bells folks were so nice and just such cool people. It was really, I I remember going to the actual Bells location in Kalamazoo. And God, it had to have been 10, 15 years ago with my ex-wife. Yeah. And it's such a great time. It was just the the selection of beers and just the way the place is is set up. I mean, Bell's has been just one of the premier Midwestern places for forever. Mm-hmm. And it was such a treat to get to go, you know, 2005-ish. We had such a blast. Uh, and to meet the Bell's people in person was really, really a lot of fun. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, I have everything but the malt book here. I have mm. the, the hops book. I have the water book. But it is John Mellet. Yeah, he must have written them all. Yeah, see, there you I, go, I but... have that book. It's a great book. Awesome. I, I need to carry that. Well, so, and what were you saying, Brian, that Bells gave the they were kids there, away, right? And they offered to kick out some uh, jam, some some Bells official uh, Too Hard to Ale uh, clone t- kits to our me. listeners and friends and uh, let some people brew it so we can taste them. So Right, because they have a homebrew store in addition to a brewery. Because they're, 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 they're yeah. keeping their roots. Right, They came out of like the homebrew ethos. So That's they right. have a brewery and a brew pub, and they also have a homebrew store even now, which is really cool. Right. Yeah, I, why not? It started as a homebrew shop, I guess, and then they, yeah. like, people demanded their, their beers, and it turned into a little... 
little thing. So pretty cool. Okay, and so we have a kit from one of those. Yeah, All right. them, Yeah, you can order them from Bell's. Bell's General Store. And I love uh, they were they were at Homebrew Con. Really nice folks there working there, and yeah, uh, yeah. a lot well, of fun. That's cool. That'll, and I think we're having a couple more of these uh, come down there, the pipeline the right as they're ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some of the guys from Doe's, some of my friends from the Mad Zymergists are brewing these. And the first one will be from my friend Jeff, who was at Homebrew Con with us on that, that show that we, we talked about. So yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, we also don't want to forget our fine sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about every way possible to make better beer, which is to clean and sanitize. That's it. That's the foundations. Everything else is just icing on the cake wait. of our uh, something or other, right? That's you what we figured out? Wait, wait, wait. This you is two shows in a row with cake, Jason. You can't clean and sanitize in one step. No, you can't do it. Don't tell me you can't do You that. can't do it. You can't do it. Mm. I, look, don't let me tell you. Go to fivestarchemicals.com and let them tell you. They just want to sell you two chemicals, though, right? <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they want to. I'm the devil's advocate here. They want to in as much as a car salesman wants to sell you four wheels. <laughs> because it actually works and gets you down the because road. Because you need, you need to. <laughs> Otherwise, it could be called one-star chemicals <laughs> for right. obvious reasons. All right. I'm going to do something very weird. Take um, off your clothes and run around the studio in circles? No, uh, weird. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break, <laughs> and we're going to come back, and we're going to speak with... Uh, who are we talking to? Keith? Uh, Keith. Yeah. Kevin. No, Kevin. Kevin. Same thing. Yeah. Keith, Keith, Kevin. Keith, Close. Kevin, Kyle. Ish. Let's just call him Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Throwbacks. for the past yeah. right there. All right, yeah. everybody. Hang on. We'll be right back. I promise. I swear to God. I swear to God. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Examination. There we go. See, it wasn't that long at all. You, you online listeners. Yeah, you guys are panicking. Where's my three-minute song? For no reason. Everybody who downloaded it got to listen to 16 commercials, probably. I hope so. That would be I'm great. I'm Ted Dancer, telling you why you should buy Spearnoff Ice. He's on some app or some garbage like that. Uh, you're, in, like, you're in for a real treat. Shut up, Ted. It's like 15 seconds. I They paid me to tell you in 15 seconds to drink Smirnoff Ice. So drink yeah. Smirnoff Ice. You were married to Whoopi Goldberg. What do you know? I think Whoopi Goldberg's pretty cool. And frankly, I always thought she was a little hot. Wow. <laughs> I'm serious. Wow. She was guided on Star Trek The Next Generation. How can she not be hot? Look, she makes a uh, <laughs> nice, like, uh, uh, THC butter thing, I guess, too, like a chocolate. Oh, really? F- at, for treating. Um, Anything EMS kind of things. Uh, you're, you're not. You're not I like how you said that in hushed tones. You said that in hushed tones. P P women's a woman's period. Women's problems. Yeah. THC. Okay. Yeah. THC is good for oh, curing a woman's period. Lord. I, okay. I quit. I'm not a woman. I don't know about women's problems. My it's wife doesn't listen to her. this show. It's okay. Mm. All right, well, I've tried both of Kevin's contacts, and he's not getting... Oh, he's typing. So let's start that now. 
Um, okay. And we're going to get Kevin right on the line is he here. He's typing you a poop emoji. He's typing you a poop emoji, isn't he? I wish he was. <laughs> I wish he would, to be honest with you. I think that'd be amazing. Kevin, are you there? I'm here. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. I guess. Pretty good. Pretty good. We're just pouring you beer it's right now. Definitely not Kevin Smith. No, no. Thanks for sending us beer, man. I appreciate it. How old is this beer? When was it brewed? Uh, I brewed this one uh, June 23rd. So okay, that's pretty young. Yeah. You have you it July 20th? Have you made a Kentucky Common before? This is my second go on it. Uh, okay. I just tweaked the recipe a little bit. And Are you from it. Kentucky? I am not. Uh, my brother lived in Nashville and spent some time in Kentucky while he was out there, but. No, no, no particular. You're connection you're, you're near nearish to there though, right? You're on the Central Time Zone. I am. Yeah, yeah just outside of Kansas City. You're just trying to figure yeah. stuff out. I, I appreciate that. That's how good long, stuff. How long have you been brewing? Uh, geez, I probably started about 2004, but got more serious in the last four or five years, probably. Mm. Cool. Yeah, the, the old slow climb. I feel yeah. you. I feel you Not on that. Not the fast burn and the decline to nothing <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, or no. me. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time I brewed, man. It's uh. Disappointing. Are you in a homebrew club? I am. Uh, ZZ Hops. Uh, no, that's funny. Where where are you? Where's that club based out of? Uh, just east side of Kansas City, so we're sort of least summit, Raytown area. Right Very cool. That sounds great. Excellent. Yep. Um, all right, Brian Shar, I'm going to let you go first for a second time. Oh, whoa, what an honor. This is great. Yeah, don't worry about uh, it. You're and welcome. Brian Cooper can give his second opinion uh, and <laughs> true. as far as Doctor's Homebrew go. I really like this beer. You know, I'm... I, I swear I've had a Kentucky Common before, but it was forgettable. Um, this was really uh, interesting. I, thank you for sending this because it's a style that I don't have a lot of experience with, and I, I kind of want to go seek these out now. Um, aroma was uh, 9 out of 12. Uh, had a low, toasty, dark malt character. Uh, low caramel, no hop aroma. That's that's okay in this style. Uh, no off aromas, You know, no diacetyl or DMS. Uh, didn't get any obvious corn, uh, and did get uh, sort of a low berry slash grape ester. Appearance three out of three. Colors light brown uh, or copper. Uh, it's right on that border. Crystal clear. Uh, the head is low but very persistent. So very very nice appearance. Flavor uh, initially the flavor is caramel and toasty dark malt. Uh, some low bitterness comes up to. Uh, just balance kind of in mid palate the balance is a little toward the malt doesn't quite the bitterness never quite gets up to the malt and that's okay i like the the flavor the way it is with the bitterness being in a sort of a supporting role here it's well attenuated uh finish is long and malt focused uh corn isn't really noticeable but it's not supposed to be and after brian and i have have uh, reviewed this i'm definitely curious to find out uh, what your your malt bill was if you had uh, done this all grain and how much uh, if any corn you put in so we'll talk about that later on uh flavor 15 out of 20 uh mouthfeel uh four out of five body's low uh i knocked at one point because carbonation was a little on the low side this is a style that from you know my extensive reading of the guidelines just you know 20 minutes ago uh like i'm some sort of authority on this right. this is kind of like uh california common in the sense that it was brewed uh qu brewed quickly served quickly uh kind of uh, fermented in the serving vessel which was the time of barrel 
so the thing would build up really high carbonation. This doesn't have to be like a Belgian triple where you have to have like a thick bottle and you're having four volumes in here and you're in danger of the thing exploding. Uh, but a little more carbonation, I think, would have been uh, would have been welcome in this beer. Um, it's uh, there's no warming, which it shouldn't have, no astringency, so that's that's fine. Overall impression, uh, eight out of ten. It's a really tasty beer uh, of a style that I really haven't drank a lot of, and really would like to drink more of. Frankly, I, I, I've said this for the last two beers of the shows we've recorded. Uh, we've been very fortunate. I would drink several of these. I would you know, pay money for one of these. There, there's, it's a, a great uh, great flavor. It's, doesn't, it's, it's proof that a beer doesn't have to be 10% to have a lot of flavor and a lot of complexity and a lot of character. Um, it's flavorful and interesting. Uh, again, the biggest complaint I had, more carbonation uh, mm. would have really, I think, improved this beer somewhat. Uh, I gave this 39 out of 50 uh, overall, so that is an excellent score, Jason. Whoa! Uh, it's, I thought it was an excellent beer, and I will drink some more while Brian Cooper talks about how he uh, scored this. Yeah, this is definitely very good beer. Yeah. <clears throat> I really appreciate this. I appreciate this beer. Go ahead, Brian Cooper, please, yeah. if you wouldn't mind. Okay, so for those that don't know, uh, this the beer, Kentucky Common, is... Overall, it's a darker-colored, light-flavored, malt-extended beer with a dry finish... And there's interesting uh, character malt flavors. It, would it be fair to say, like, uh, to me, it's sort of reminiscent of an amber ale. A little bit. But but lighter body. But, like, sessionable. It's refreshing yeah. Yeah. with the high carbonation and the mild flavors. Highly sessionable due to being served very fresh and with restrained alcohol levels. Yeah. yeah. The guidelines That's just the overall impression. Like a cream ale with dark malt. Hmm. There's okay. a lot of history about it. If you're, if you're interested, go to 27B in the, the BJCP guidelines and, and read that history there. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, kind of based out of Louisville, uh, Kentucky area. And, um, yeah, spread from there and then died out. And now homebrewers are reviving it. And it's, you know, just one of those interesting styles. It's had a life of its own over the years uh, for, you know, the last hundred years pretty much. And now it's come back. So um, in the nose, I get a low... Just a low, clean malt, notes of biscuit and light caramel. Um, I feel like I got a, a hint of chocolate in the nose. I get like a pale chocolate yeah, like a thing pale coming chocolate. through. And yeah. to me, that seemed a little out of place because it really, it's not necessarily um, supposed to be there. Uh, nothing in the guidelines screams chocolate. I get it more in the flavor. Um, they can lean towards the darker side, and this one's kind of like middle, middle of the road for color, so it wasn't like a darker version. So it seemed a little odd to me, but again, not a big deal. Uh, it's uh, no DMS, no diastole, just nice and clean and yeah. uh, pretty light overall. But um, although, you know, that said, it's it's a light beer, but there's a lot a lot going on here. There's, you know, a lot of malt aromas in there. So um, it's the complexity is actually pretty nice. Um, there's a faint sweetness to it, but not overpowering at all. Just uh, a low floral hop. Uh, fruity esters are kind of backgroundy. It's it's inviting aroma. It's like, oh, this is interesting. Let's let's take a sip of this, or well, let's look at it first. So it's a semi dark amber, uh, and very clear, uh, creamy off white head, of very fine bubbles, persists quite well. It's, I actually gave it full points for uh, appearance, three out of three. Um, flavor wise, medium maltiness up front, and here I'm getting notes of uh, like a dark bread crust like, with low caramel. I'm not getting that the chocolate in it 
chocolateness here, so I'm like maybe just kind of off my rocker in the nose, and something is reminding me of chocolatey, you know, pale chocolate. Mm, I get it in the flavor. I don't get it in the nose so much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm the yeah, reverse. I, of you. I revised it, my. Uh, more in the nose and less in the flavor, but yeah, uh, the beer finishes uh, pretty dry, and uh, as it should, the balance is to the malt, cleanly fermented ale, it's slightly fruity. Uh, very low bitterness out of the way. Very light floral hop flavors. Um, and just that nice bread crustiness kind of comes out in the aftertaste and it sticks around for a good while. For such a light beer, it really does have a lot a lot of flavor and a lot going on for it here. And mouthfeel-wise, it feels maybe bigger than it really is. I think maybe the classic mistake in some of these would make them just too too light. If you'd, you know... Um, you, you don't want it to taste like water. You want to have something there. It needs to be malty enough and substantial enough and have enough carbonation to drive a lot of flavor and, and keep it interesting. So, you know, there's no astringency here. It's nice and creamy, smooth, soft as it should be. Medium, medium high carbonation. You could use a touch more here. Um, no alcohol warmth, of course. Overall, it's just a pleasant drinking Kentucky Common. Uh, great appearance. Excellent flavor for the style. Really like the flavor. Um, you know, I rated that higher than say the aroma and the, the mouthfeel. Uh, the, the flavor is just on point, and the aroma. Like, oh, what is that going on? The question I had too was, I don't know. There ain't ain't much corn here. Um, you know, it should have kind of a corny presentation, as I think Brian talked about a little bit. But um, I'm not getting a lot of corn here. It's like kind of a greeny corn-like note that's that's not coming out. But it's it's really interesting for what it is. And yeah. you know, maybe it is expressing itself more like an amber ale in a way, like a light amber yeah. ale light. Yeah. Um, but it's a really nice beer. I don't want to knock on it because it's just like maybe it's a new style. I don't know. It's like it's. And Kentuckys have, you know, there's a range to them, of course, like like a lot of beers. Um, and, and it is fairly refreshing, but I think, you know, pushing up the CO2 a little bit is going to make it a little more refreshing and, cut, you know, make it pop a little bit more. Uh, the, the malt flavors uh, and aromas actually come across quite strongly here. So it's, it's yeah. interesting for such a light beer. It's really expressive as it is. And a little more carbonation is going to drive some of that even a little bit more. So then you may be able to even back off a touch on on some of that, especially even the darkest malts. Just pull it up a little bit and, and maybe find a way to push up the corn, corn-like notes. And, or maybe the corn may just come through and it'll, you know, lighten up the body a little bit if you do back off on some of those malts. So uh, still, just a good, very good job. I, I, I It was hard to score this beer a little bit, but I gave it a 36. I thought it was a very good... Kentucky Common and an interesting way to, to express that style. I also don't have extensive experience in it. Uh, one of my local breweries, Shadow Puppet in Livermore, brews a Kentucky Common and have some fun with that. So I guess a very pop, popular beer of theirs, uh, especially early on until they put out a hazy IPA. Until uh, <laughs> they shit themselves with a hazy yeah. IPA? Um well, Kevin. Yeah. Hey, man. Why don't Pleasant we get beer. Why don't we get the recipe from you, uh, sure. if if you wouldn't mind? Maybe we can just start there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, I mean, I tried to nod towards the historical as much as I could, but mm -hmm. you you guys were on point with the pale chocolate. I snuck a little bit of that. Uh oh. In there. Um, all right. So I it was it. about sixty three percent two row, twenty percent flaked corn, and ten mm. percent six row with about five percent pale chocolate, 
two uh, percent uh, crystal forty, hmm. and then just just a few ounces of carafa two for color. Um, the first time I brewed it, I had a little bit more carafa two for color, and I just thought, thought it was a little too roasty, too, so I backed yeah. it off on this one. And yeah. now I'm thinking maybe I could have used a little bit more roast. But I, anyway, I think was, you were fine. I don't. I think more if roast would have put this maybe out of style. Yeah, I mean, if if we're talking that maybe the pale chocolate potentially hides some of the corn, I wouldn't put more roast in it either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pale chocolate to me was. I mean, Brian, I don't think liked it as much as I did, but I thought that pale chocolate was perfect. No, I loved it. I would actually take a little a scope more, but I'm in love with pale chocolate. If I could marry yeah. pale chocolate, I would do it. But the, the style doesn't call that. for chocolate. No, it flavors. doesn't. You're absolutely so right. I would back right. it off a little bit, about half. Well, you maybe know. still use it as your secret weapon, but it's 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 just yeah. obvious to to two of us here in the room and jumping <laughs> out. So um, yeah. I mean, it's such a light beer. There's not much to hide behind. So just lighten it up a touch. Like here's my secret weapon. Well, I guess I guess we have to figure out, Kevin. What do you want out of this? Do you just well, want a, a better drinking beer, or do you want it too style to enter in competition? So more the latter, and it really, okay. it's it's so difficult to mm-hmm. judge. I judged one, loved it, and that's why I started brewing it. And, nice. But there's not really a lot of you know recipes no. to riff off of, and so so you know. y- yeah. What 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 Cooper's saying is is 100 percent accurate. Back off the pale chocolate, let some of that corn come through, and maybe and, even bump up the corn a little bit, or like use multiple. You know, corn sources. Use some corn in your mash, and and do some mm-hmm. uh, some more you know more flaked corn, and just I don't know, yeah, just mix it up. Sure, yeah, and then the rest of the recipe is pretty straightforward. It's just a little over one and a half ounces of cluster at like twenty minutes, and then a half ounce of saws at uh, flame out whirlpool. Yeah, did you do a cereal uh, mash, or did you actually just use for flaked corn? I just use flaked corn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can consider doing a cereal mash and do mm-hmm. it like you know. Mm-hmm. Old, old school, school style, that might yeah. be a different way it'll it'll come across. Like you can still use some flake corn in it too, like I said. So you get yeah. both best of both worlds. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think just then, cooking that that corn material and, and combining it with your mash uh, once you've gelatinized all the starches in that and using. Do you use six row barley? I did. I had yeah. uh, about just about ten percent of yeah, six yeah. row. Okay, that's row. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the way to go, and that's you know the six row has. Has uh, more enzyme. It's going to convert the the corn starches and 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 get it. You can get up to even twenty five, thirty percent corn. You know, with with some of the you know the old school beer recipes. And you know, I don't know what you know what they did back in the early twenties and you know and thereabouts. So or the early you know whatever whenever they started these early nineteen uh, hundreds. <laughs> I meant to say. Okay. Right. I mean, the yep. guidelines I swear said like thirty five percent, and I think that part of mm-hmm. why. I think part of what we discussed a little bit before the show is one of the reasons you want to have these dark malts, I think, was to, uh, A, adjust the acidity of the water, but B, you're kind of covering up some of the corn, is my, you know, was my guess. I'm not a historian. Right. My, my guess is that was, you know, somebody like, wanted a, you know, German brewers wanted like a Schwarzbier type flavor. And realize they could cover up that American corn. With Corn's some, cheap, but we got to make this thing taste good somehow, exactly. guys. Exactly. So, uh, to me, the fact, I mean, the guidelines talk about a corn aroma, but don't require a corn flavor. And that kind of tells me that part of what the dark malt is supposed to do is cover up some of the corn. Uh, but there's this, this kind of high wire act here about how much corn do you really want. And I think you want to have some corn character in some way. But it's not as corny as a cream ale. I mean, am I, am I making sense, Brian? You're kind of looking at me like I'm a little, 
uh, committing uh, homebrew malpractice here. <laughs> no, I mean it's interesting to speculate as to how the style developed, and not, not you know not a lot is is known about you know. There's people that think oh it would have been a sour beer. It probably did a sour mash, and it's like no, it's not supposed to be a sour beer. No, you look at all the brewing records from breweries the turn of the century. There's no long acid rests, no sour mashing. No extensive conditioning. They drank it fresh. They didn't let it sour. So, like, this is right. Some people will make the mistake of souring it, and this one is in the right territory. It's not, you know, it's got a lot of interesting malt flavors. It's light, and it's it's really drinkable. So, really fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for sharing it. Keep working on that one. Yeah, appreciate it. Do you have any questions, Kevin? By by the way. No, I think you guys gave me a little bit. Hell yeah. Direction to go there. I think I'm just. We just try to give a little bit. Yeah. Yeah couple of gentle nudges you know both yeah. in our bathing suit so it's not weird but just a little <laughs> i always encourage people to send, send us the same beer again and then we'll you know we'll review this show and see if what we what we told you made sense and then yeah like, oh god what we told you made this beer horrible go back to what you did before yeah half of that's correct Awesome. And we encourage people to send in beer. Um, yeah anyway all right kevin well hey man brew the beer again and if you want to send it in that'd be great awesome we'll do cool thanks man Cheers. thanks kevin. appreciate it yep. Yep. Thank bye you. Bye. I mean, I ain't trying to listen to the show again, dude. You crazy? Mm-hmm. I'm glad he shared yeah. that. That was actually really tasty. I enjoyed that a well, lot. Well, I have a feeling we'll be talking to Kevin again anyway, so. Hmm. Same. That sounds ominous or awesome. Yeah. Which one could that be? All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to drink some Bells Too Hearted and, um, you know. I Not a know. Katarina Sour. Not a Katarina Sour, no. Although, maybe. We'll see. Rumor. Hang on. It's Dr. Homebrew. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com. I'm sorry to tell you this. 
but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Brian is finishing up some last-minute uh, adjustments here about how we're going to be pouring some Bevo to pour us anonymized beverages. Beer. Yeah, this is going to be super exciting and fun. I'm I'm really excited about this. Yeah, it'll be a good time for sure. I was excited when I went to visit my friend Jeff, and he handed me two beers that looked about the same color and said, here, taste these. Mm-hmm. I was excited when we were at HomebrewCon and yeah. you and Jeff had recommended going to the Hot Wiener place around the corner oh, from yeah. uh, the BN hey, party. Give me uh, Jeff's information again, please, so I can punch him into Skype. Yes, sir, I will. Thank so while much. they're doing this, you know, at HomebrewCon, there's uh, Rhode Island, for being like 20 by 20 miles at the smallest state, has more regional food than like any other yeah. state. And there's the stuff... You yeah, we've already up. talked about hot wieners, about hot Brian. Wieners, yeah, we, yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Because I love hot wieners. I would, love, I would eat some always right now if, I had the, if they were available. Wieners. I always talk about really wieners. Talk about them. Especially hot wieners. So what are we doing here, Brian? What uh, what, what, what are these anonymized beers we're talking about? So we about? have the Bell's Two-Hearted Ale um, clone kit okay. that a friend of mine brewed. And then we have actual Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. Okay. And and we we haven't judged these yet, so they're just going to be presented anonymously, live to us. And only Bevo knows which one is the homebrew and which one yeah, is. Yeah, I don't think we need to beer. necessarily judge them. I think we can just talk about how accurate they are, right? And then maybe just do a score on the fly. It's sort of like a commercial calibration. Jeff, what's up, dude? Yo, how's it going, man? Hey. Did you Super take my... fantastic. Thank you for asking. I hope you're having a pleasant evening. No, it sucks. Oh, I want to die. It's an yeah, awesome that, evening. That yeah. So it, if we balance out sucks and awesome, does that become pleasant? No. Yeah. It becomes slightly annoying. Yeah. Finn misses the beach, dude. We had we had a lot of fun down there. Thanks for... <laughs> I, I hand-carried this homebrew up and the commercial beer up from Santa Barbara, and uh, we still miss the beach. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Well, there you there. go. Did you literally hold the bottles in your hands while, like, your wife drove? That's probably why they're so warm. No. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to tell you, Jeff, but he's like, dude, these are like 150 degrees. Like, he put them in the oven on warm. I kept them in my so. yeah. Actually, I kept put them in my car all day today, <laughs> but inside a, a bag cooler, so they might be a little warm coming out. But they had, there was It'll ice packs right. in there. It'll be all right. I feel cool. Liverpool is only 100, right? Jeff, when was the last time you brewed with a kit, a homebrew kit? It's got to be like a a weird flashback for you, right? Yeah. No, that's a long... Hell, I don't even know. (laughs) Long, arduous journey since then. Over 10 years? You know what? Maybe the last time I did something was I I ordered a... Russian River consecration kit. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. How yeah, that for more out? beer, just so I could get some of the uh, the wood. You know, you got to yeah. get some wood. You got to do you it. You got to get wood. How did that consecration turn out? Uh, pretty damn tasty. Nice, I should say. Yeah. So we're all just kind of hanging out here, right. about getting wood. I think. They send you a piece of wood uh, with those consecration ale clone kits, though. It's nice from true. the barrels, from the actual yeah. consecration barrels. That is so really cool. How did this kit work out for you, Jeff? As far as uh, you know, this other kit. kits you've used, and, and and you know, just take us through a little bit about about your brew day with with a kit receding a little bit into your homebrew experience. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, first it was amazing because it was free. So there's that. <laughs> well, right. Um, so, right. So, yeah. So, yeah, they, get super, they were super cool to um, provide a kit at, uh, at HomebrewCon. Nice. And, um, you know, so they quickly got it out, which was which was cool. Um, the thing, I guess, that I've noticed, um, and we'll let the judges be the judge, but um, the, the thing that I noticed was that, you know, it, it's sort of up to you to screw this up. Um, <laughs> sure. Because because you you've got the you know their hops you've got their yeast their yeah. house yeast yeah and so you know it's really just up to you to screw it up at that point um you know i think there's probably some some water situation you could deal with um but otherwise you know the kit's pretty simple um sure. and yeah okay uh, was, and then how, good. how did you get the two hearted because you can't really get that out here right well, I'm in a unique situation down in Santa Barbara where we can get it. Oh, but not necessarily <laughs> properly. No, no, you, you can get it at the store. So yeah, okay. we're, I'm in right. essentially Southern California. So I'm I'm in like the the best of the best. I can get Russian River and Bells. So <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, and 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 thinking about it now, like I've I've seen Bells too hard on tap every once in a while. Up here too, so yeah, I guess it is. Uh, it's not the shady black market. It, it, it's it's legit. Whenever they want to send it out, I suppose. So you actually, you can actually go to store.bellsbeer.com right now and order one of these if you want. Uh, they also have the official, which is their hazy IPA. I'm just giving them a free plug because they were so cool to come on the show. <laughs> they were really John cool. and everybody that came on were just super cool people. Yeah, and they gave me a free T-shirt from the the Bell's homebrew, you know, homebrew store there. The the uh, nice little um, shop that started it all, I guess. So oh, that's cool. Um, I should have chatted those guys up more. I didn't get a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get one so either. You can Brian. buy that, or the, the <laughs> it's the Bell's General Store online. You can just okay. order one of these. Uh, we won't give it to you for free, but yeah. All right. Well, so ben we've got we've been given two beers. Is handing a beers to us now. So there's one on the left and one on the right. Cooper, so. why don't you go ahead and take us, uh, just do a visual examination, please. And then, Brian, you can, uh, you okay. know, I guess, chime in. I guess let's just do it like a commercial calibration, like yeah, I was saying. Or just march, march through the score sheet or something. Yeah, so I don't we're kind of just walking. First, but the one on the right was a little less, uh, has a little less head that going on here. And uh, the one on the right was poured first. Okay, so that it fell. Thank you. Maybe faster. And then um, the one on the left has a little bit more of a, of a head there. They're very, very close to the same color. Uh, the one on the left is a little hazier. Yes, yeah, uh, maybe slightly lighter in color, but that might be the, the cloudiness. And it's not cloudy, it's be slightly no, cloudy. So a, we're a doing haze. two things here, right? We're trying to compare these, but we're also trying to pick which is the commercial and which is the homebrew. Yeah, right, see, already, I'm a genius at that. I'm so good at that. I will. So, I always get it right. So you guys think we yeah. just kind of march through the categories and then at the end decide whether left or right is uh, the clone versus the commercial? Sure. And we just talked. We were talking about appearance. We're skipping ahead a little bit to appearance, and that's cool. But yeah, yeah I totally we can agree. flash forward. Le left has more head. Right has less head. Left is cloudier. Right is right. crystal clear. And Brian and I drank. A lot of bells at the the homebrew conference. They were generous to sharing uh, the the two hearted and, oh, wow. and the official. They're hazy, and they were all excellent beers. They had, yeah, they they had, had lot, like a booth at Pro Night, which different. was great. Yeah. Damn, yeah, several of them beers there, and they do a great job with everything they do. Yeah, they do. 
And that's not just because they're doing this. I mean, I, I've loved Bell's for 20 years. It's yeah, it's the number one beer. Uh, I think two or three years running now in the in the the AHA's uh, you know best beers of the, of America. Be and, and you know out. what? I'm a fan of Expedition Stout, but I like stouts. So what can I say? Yeah. Okay. All right. What about flavor? What do you guys get? What do you guys get? In the no, uh, back to the nose. Though. What do you oh, get? Nose, okay. let's, let's think. I mean, the one on the left definitely has a, a a brighter aroma. I might differ the, a little bit. I think it's sli- the left. The, I get a little cardboard, mm. and I get maybe a little more brightness on the right. Interesting. Um, yeah, f- for me, the one on the right has that that almost like circus peanut candied orange thing. Does anyone get um, any uh, any light diacetyl in either of the beers? On the one on the right, a little bit. We'll have some Brian? dead air while I sniff things. Give, sniff, give me a second. Sniff, sniff. Yeah, I mean the one on the left just. It, 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 I'm getting hops. Yeah. The one on the right, I'm getting, uh, like I said, some of that candied orange, uh, a little Circus bit of butterscotch, yeah, um, yeah, and some malt come through. So the aroma is yeah. not really as powerful as it is it's on the pretty, one. Left. It's pretty hoppy though. I don't get diacetyl sure. on either one. I get more citrus on the right. Okay. More of an orange peel. Yeah, a little I more mean, dank, what, maybe. maybe. Jason's thinking about uh, circus peanuts, but I get like mm-hmm. a like a orange zest on the right one that I don't get on the left. Okay. I bet Jeff's probably going. I don't know or which one you guys are drinking either. The one on the right, I would it's, say, this, is this is a double blind. We don't know what we're we're smelling or drinking. The, the body is prettier. It's got these nice orangey highlights to it. Uh, the head can be roused, and it's mm-hmm. you know, um, it's a pretty beer. It's very it's it's brilliantly clear. Frankly, Jason, I get more circus peanut out of the one on the left, which is fascinating. The one on the left cleared up a little bit, too. Is there um, anything? Yeah, just clearing a little. Just so flavor-wise, any minerally, any difference in the kind of minerally character? I'm so bad at that shit. I will let you guys tell me what to say. I'm so bad at that. On the right one, I get... A lot of I don't get, I get no mineral. I get a lot of citrus. I get some a um, little bit of candy-like character, like Jason was talking about in the aroma. Citrus and candy-like. Yeah. Citrus and candy-like character on the left one. Here I'll have some dead air while I sip mm-hmm. this, or you yeah. can talk. No, I'll go. Yeah. Brian just sipped the beer. Um, Brian just sipped the beer, and just now he's going to comment. I get more malt in the left one. A slight hint of cardboard. I get also citrus, but not quite. If citrus is like at a five or a six on the right, it's more of like a two or a three on the left. So you would say hmm. the beer, uh, the beer on the right seems fresher to you. Or I think I'm so. not leading, well, but yeah, I, I would say if you're saying cardboard least, in the left, or at least less oxidized, right? It could Ooh, be the one on the right. left could be fresher, but it had exposed to more oxygen. True, but yeah. I get a little it more. I get be. some cardboard in the flavor as well as the aroma. It's not. To the point of being undrinkable, it's just a little. It's like a hint of cardboard yeah. uh, that that I get in that. Now, beer. Jeff, do you have beers on the left and right of you as well? <laughs> and have you organized them the same way as ours by accident? Um, I have not because you took all of my two hearted ale. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So you're just drinking yours. I'm I'm just drinking mine, but I I, I know which. Yeah. I, I am familiar enough with the beers to understand which ones you guys are talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Hints. And I come back to the flavor on the left, and I'm not sure if it's cardboard 
as much as it's the the combination of the hops and the malt coming back to it, right? I mean, I tend to be really sensitive to oxidation, so I go to thinking cardboard maybe earlier than I should. But hmm. the more I the more I sip this, the more I wonder if that's really cardboard. Right. Okay. So, beer style wise, this is an American IPA. No, that's cardboard. That's cardboard. At is least that? a hint of it. At least a little bit. Bell's 200 Ale is a classic example, commercial example of 21A American IPA. So you can read the style guidelines. Um, so how about mouthfeel wise? Where uh, where do you feel this is at? Which you know, an IPA should have a nice medium light to medium body, uh, medium to medium high carbonation. I feel like the one on the left has a little more carbonation in this, at least. I would agree. The I one on the right is a little flatter in this example. And creamier. Really? I would say the one on the right has more carbonation and less body. Hmm. The one on the left has less carbonation and more body. I, I, I keep looking over at Brian's beers to make sure that he's drinking the same order that we are, and he is. The, and yeah. so I, I, I don't understand. I think our char is broken. <laughs> It wouldn't be the first time. If I, I want to turn on me off and turn me back on again, and I'm not sure if I want to have, specify how to do that. We might need an adapter. Well, and just so I didn't mess him up, they're clear. There's the one with a white sticker on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. White stickers on the left. Be, I, white, white sticker, sticker should Beverly, be your left I, beer. I trust, I trust you, Beverly. sticker should be your right beer. Uh, okay. You're smart, I trust you, Beth. Yeah, I've we're, messed we're this both. up too many times to not have <laughs> a fail you. safe. I've True. listened so to the session enough times to hear some of those, but no, I figure that you know, I, I trust you. And I'm usually on the receiving Thank end you. of that. We don't want her to have to pour us out. It's no, true. That would be bad. Um, so that's my opinion. I think the one on the right is creamier, but I think it's yeah. because of the lack of carbonation. But maybe it's also the, the maybe the little diacetyl that you get, like a little butterscotch. A little I forget. Butterscotch. Remind me. I've, is I'm there feeling, a difference between yeah. diacetyl and butterscotch? Uh, diacetyl can express itself Whoa. as a butterscotch-like okay. flavor in and, playing and off a, the malts. And yeah. a creamy a slickness, right? Slickness. That's what I'm getting out of that. You've talked me into getting okay. butterscotch in both of these. This is how, how malleable the sense of taste is. Your, or just your you've, brain, your, your, your squishy, my wet brain. messed up, fucked up brain. <laughs> I'm not getting any butterscotch in the left my brain. My you brain know, is all jacked up. The but, Clintons uh, killed Epstein, just so you know. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Clinton cash. That's right. Oh, sorry. Um, let's see. Um, this maybe diacetyl does that to your brain. Uh, but I, I, you I can get, get popcorn long. You know, I, like, I like, do like movie theater butter popcorn. All right, Brian, what else do we got? Um, how's the dryness of the beer? The IPA should be pretty dry. I think the one on the left is drier than the one on the right. Is it? Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I mean, I'm also not an IPA expert I mean, by any means. So. The one on the left, it feels a little more minerally, and it dries off your tongue a little faster. Is that what? Well, that's necessarily drier. The one on the right doesn't seem sweet. How at all. can I, as two grandmasters, can you just give me a, a very quick Brian Shar, uh, like thirty second, <laughs> um, thirty second masterclass in picking out the how to differentiate minerality in a beer versus dryness. Because I don't, I, I'm just, I'm not very good at that. Dryness is how sweet versus not sweet the beer is. If it's okay. sweeter in the finish, it's less attenuated. If it's if it's less sweet in the finish, it's drier. Minerality has to do with: Do you hmm. taste something like you're licking a rock? Yes. Do you taste salts uh, or just plain salt? 
uh, or something yes. in addition to how sweet or not sweet the beer is. Does that make sense and at all? Yes. I would add yes. it can accent the bitterness and the hop, yes. the hop characteristics. So, absolutely. absolutely. Based on that, I would say that I think they both have a, 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 this, a similar minerality because I think maybe dr- yes. like... Um, Mm-hmm. The like you're licking a rock can also be tannins, but this doesn't yes. taste like tannin to me, which no. I'm we- well aware of because I'm a home brewer and I just yeah. I ex- extrude tannins. But um, tannins think, give you that mouth puckering. Yeah, thing. but but it's but it's also the dryness on your tongue. Do because minerality right. can give you a mouth pucker, but doesn't have to. Right, that's what I'm saying. The the but the the tannins can they they start for me. Um, it's like the center part of a cat's tongue where it's like sandpapery. That, that to me can be tanniny. I think the minerality is, is different than that. But when you said salt, I can get a little bit of that on the one on the left. On the one on the right, it's just kind of minerally. Right. So there's a, there's a, a, a difference in the water profile. I think if I'm if I'm if I'm well, the, the dissecting classic, no, no, your, no, no. your your, your brain, I, I think you're dissecting my squishy brain correctly. Like, mm. The classic homebrew adjustment is calcium sulfate, it's gypsum. Yeah. You know, adding a little gypsum to your water to get the calcium you need to make your malts uh, convert happily. If you if you have low calcium or a malt that that needs you know help converting, or you know, and sulfates, which you know. And, and, and the, you know, it's a part of burtonizing your water, too. Is, uh, but then there's also a lot of other minerals that go into it. So, like, mineral, minerality probably isn't even really a word. But, like, there's, you know, there's magnesium, there's sulfates, there's chloride. Chloride can, you know, accent the sweetness of a beer and, uh, you know, sodium. You know, there's all different minerals that do all different things. And, we you know, actually, we should just let Jeff talk about minerals and water for a while because he's 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 a master level judge almost once we get his, his exam uh results back i think we'll minerality see. is a word it's oh, a non-scientific score. term used to describe flavors oh. that smell or taste like rocks or organic matter yes soil so i wasn't talking out of my ass Mm-mm. i mean maybe but um okay i was yeah partly Okay, well, we got minerality out of the way. Okay, I bitterness? Now, I now think I understand. Bitterness... Um, is one more bitter than the other? That's hard because I feel like one is uh, sweeter than the other. I think one one is drier and one is one not is as dry. The one on the right. But it could be okay. some of that sweet, that but, creaminess of the maybe lower carbonation. Be because the lower carbonation? Yeah, yeah, low carbonation, maybe some of that, that butterscotch. I think there's a little more creaminess there. Yeah. I think the one on the right is a little more bitter. Okay. Okay. A little. I think the bitterness is close. To me, I'm like, so like the left one has like, I I felt a little more miner- mineralness, and that's accenting the bitterness in a way that's kind of biting my tongue more along with the, the increased carbonation in it. So, it, you know, to me, it feels more bitter, but actually I think they're probably about even. If, if this one was more carbonated on the right, it would be about even. Yeah, for sure. And I want to emphasize, we're talking about small differences here. I think these are, in a lot of ways, really close. Right? We're talking about how these are beers that are, oh, cardboard or carbonation. The the flavors and aromas and characters of these beers are really tightly grouped here. Yes. I agree. Okay. So, which one is the homebrew? Can you guys guess? Brian Shar, guess right now. I am guessing left solely based on it being slightly more cloudy. Okay. Wow, I'm and guessing. The card, the I'm guessing the right one is the homebrew. Okay, that's what I'm going to guess. Because 
Um, because it's a little undercarbonated. Yeah. It's a little there. There. There's a little diacetyl thing. Um, those are really the only two things. Actually, yeah. uh, to be honest with you, mainly it's the carbonation level. It, right. To, for me, yeah. it's a little too low okay. for unless it's a growler fill, in which case then I'm just all bets are off. Can, Bev, can Bev tell us which one was? I I I I happen to you probably believe know. or know that the the one on the right is the homebrew, and the one on the left is the Bell's. Bev, can you confirm okay. or deny this, please? I wrote it down also. Hmm. Uh, left with bells. Left and right, Whoa. hard to remember. Oh. Okay. Oh, I. All right. Oh man. Oh, Brian Shaw. So well, I totally I just, lose this game. I want to let you know that I, I, I my streak is intact. Yes. Jeff. Very well, very well done, go. JP. Now, Jeff, will you tell me a story about when I got to Santa Barbara and like the first thing that happened when I got there and we went out to your kegerator? I was kissed by four homeless men. <laughs> you, oh God, that's uh, no, the worst two, thing two I've two heard beers. this month. Oh yeah. He poured me two yeah, no, beers. Absolutely, absolutely two beers. I, I poured them each, brought them Secretly. out, we sat down. We uh, we did the same thing you guys went through on your nice little patio uh, out and, there, out back your house. Your house, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so yeah, it's it is a question of one of them is a little bit undercarbonated. So mine's a little bit undercarbonated. Also, was in a growler that you know came up on Sunday to to now. So there's that. The, yeah, the ones that that we tasted on your patio though were more evenly carbonated. There wasn't a big difference. Yeah, was was it harder to determine or did, it was and hard. did Jeff did he get it right? Did Brian guess right. correctly? He did okay. and it, what it came down to was was actually the I, I think the cloudiness. And so uh-huh. I would have guessed so my beer is super clear um, right. cuz I put biofine in it. Mm-hmm. And um, theirs is a little bit hazy, and so he sort of knew, like, hey, I, I know Bell's is a little bit hazy. Yeah, um, I remember so having that's it, sort of how he, he had, had sort a of little bit it of the haze, and I didn't, I didn't realize mine was going to come out so so clear compared to yeah. Bell's. Otherwise, I yeah. probably wouldn't have done the. Bottom. You didn't, you didn't realize that you were going to be too good at it. Brian's intuition <laughs> my ass. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be excellent at the thing. No, and I thought maybe the growler that I brought would, you know, that, that Jeff would have. Shook up the keg a little bit and got a little cloudiness into there, so it'd be even harder this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, also the combination of the light lighter carbonation made it easy for me to tell again which which was which. But um, I think the beers are pretty close. Honestly, I think they're very very. Similar. If you had to score this beer, where would you put it, uh, Brian? The the homebrew. I would score this homebrew in the high thirties as like, a clone uh, brew. Uh, as a clone brew, thirty eight forty. I mean, this is. Uh, these beers are really tightly grouped, and as I just, I, I thought the homebrew was the commercial example. So I, I gotta say, yeah. it's gotta be a forty, right? If it, if I thought the homebrew was the commercial one, yeah, if, it, if it tricked point. you, yeah, I would give it a thirty-five. And just without really thinking too hard about it, my gut reaction, yeah. 30, 35. If we like sat down and thought about it and really went through a sheet, so, you know, that could change either way. But I think when I tasted it. And I don't remember there being um, any diacetyl at all. And the carbonation combined with being a little colder than this sample has been poured that sat in my car all day. I apologize, Jeff. Um, I'm tasting a little hint of diacetyl, so I would, I would also push this down into the kind of mid-30s. I would give it a 36. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a good beer. It's a very good beer. It is a very good beer. And, and a very good clone. But what, yeah, what you're saying, what both of you are saying is absolutely correct. The flavors are there. The soul of the beer 
is there. It's yeah. very, very yes. similar. Yes. And if the car, if it was just, if we just judge it on if it had a little more carbonation, that would be harder. It'd be a harder test. Yeah, no, I think the hops are in the right place. The bitterness is in the right place. The color is in the right place. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are right about this homebrew, and it's a really good homebrew. I enjoyed it. I drank a lot of it when I was down there. <laughs> what do you think, yeah. Jeff, about this beer? Yeah, I was I was really pleasantly surprised, um, you know, how close it got to me, um, you know, between between the two. So, yeah. you know, I would, you know, you asked before about buying kits and doing kits. I, I'd do this again I, yeah. because it's it's their hops and it's their yeast, their house right. yeast. So right. Yeah, tell, it, tell it really yeah. makes a pretty pleasant beer. When you open that package of hops, I mean, what did you you put it to your nose and i mean what did it, centennial versus bell centennial what did you get i you know i don't know that it was noticeable to me that it was that much different but i think they you know they get the cream of the crop when it comes to centennial right so they they go out and they're like okay they're rubbing their hands together and going this is it man we we want to put right. this in you know a gazillion gallons of, yeah Right, and this is an all centennial beer, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, if this were old old school Jamil show, can you brew it? I would say cologne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for oh. sure. They clone their own beers. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, Jeff. Hey, well, thanks a lot for uh, being a guinea pig and tasting that, uh, or not tasting, but brewing that kit for us. I appreciate that, and then uh, for There's having a mule. There's more to come. An inside mule. No, thank you guys. It was uh, it was a fun experiment, and I'm I'm enjoying drinking my experiment. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. That's experiment. the best kind, man. Drink some more tonight, right yeah. now. All right, dude. Take care, and uh, you know, send us some other beer if you want. Yeah. All right, peace out, guys. All right, later, dude. Cheers. Peace. Bye. Bye. We got peaced out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't peaced out in a long time. It's right, <laughs> pretty tight. Oh, man. Well, that was good stuff. No, and that was and, cool. Yeah, I'm glad that was, we had it side by side. That was really the key for that. It was a nice sure. way to be welcomed, and I'm, I'm, you know, going down there and and driving for six hours from nor- Northern California, getting down to SoCal, you know, five minutes from the beach, and and looking out their front window at the clouds, but yeah. uh, you know, well, there's water a little bit, and you're going to dox him right now, dude. Walking mm-hmm. out to the back and tasting these two beers side by side was a lot of fun for me and good it sounds like it jeff is a very good beer judge and um it, it's fun to do these kind of beer geeky things with your friends and and yeah. just have some fun yeah hey, he's a great beer judge and a great guy for sure all right thanks a lot everybody for sending in beers that would be of course uh jeff and kevin Thanks to uh, Bells for giving Jeff the ingredients. That's right. Yep. And Thank thanks you to Bells. Yep. And thanks to Five Star for supporting the show. And thanks to you guys for listening to the show. If you want to be on this show, email Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. Brian and with an I. Brian with an I. And he the will get you on. He will get you on the list to get on this show. And who wouldn't want to be on the show, to be honest with you? All right, everybody. Yep. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And we'll see you later. We need a few good beers.